0: Hello, welcome to the Thursday, February 3rd, 2022 edition of the Sands and Storm Centers Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. EL Finder is a real neat tool that allows you to get essentially a GUI-like experience in the web browser in order to manage files on your web server. So you're able to upload, download files. The overall user interface is a little bit like the Finder in macOS, which gave it its name EL Finder. There are two parts to the tool, a front-end written in JavaScript and a back-end written in PHP, and that back-end, well, has had some issues. As recent as July last year, there were two remote code execution vulnerabilities discovered in the tool. In particular, the problem here appears to be sort of unrestricted file uploads where an attacker may be able to upload a file and then execute code. But even just the ability to upload files uh, without actually executing any code can be quite useful to an attacker. And these last couple of weeks, we have seen a marked increase in scans for EL Finder against our honeypots. The tool comes as a standalone tool but also as a plugin uh, to uh, systems like uh, WordPress and you may not necessarily be aware that you're using ELFinder in those cases. So uh, do yourself a favor and scan your web server for some of the URLs the attackers are looking for and double check that if you are using EL Finder that it's properly up to date and that it's also properly password protected. These kind of tools are often used by uh, fishers to then upload phishing pages to websites and uh, basically use your system to also in some cases uh, collect uh, the data that the phishing pages provide. And if you're using IBM's Spectrum Protect Plus product for backups, in particular popular, of course, for containers, well, be aware there is a critical update available. This critical update fixes problems with data tables, Node.js, Postgres, and of course, Log4j. This is something that you really must update Quickly, I mentioned this before, backup uh, systems are one of the focus areas for ransomware attackers as being kind of your last resort here if things go wrong with ransomware and you don't absolutely want the backup system to be the part that actually allows the attacker into your network in the first place. And Microsoft post an interesting blog post regarding how long a system has to be online in order to reliably get updated using Microsoft Update. Well, what they came up with was that you need at least two continuous connected hours, so two hours without interruption, and then another six connected hours. So what this really means is that, uh, let's say you want to get the update within a week. During that week, you have to have the system on for at least two hours for one block and the remaining six hours, well, can be off and on where you have it online or not online. This shouldn't really be a big problem for let's say business systems, which typically are on uh, 24/7. if not then probably at least sort of for six to eight hours a day. So that shouldn't really be a problem, but for home systems or systems with sporadic internet connectivity, let's say you're living in a rural area, you're relying on things like cell service uh, or such uh, for uh, your internet connectivity, then this may be a little bit tricky and something to keep in mind if you wanna make sure that your system is updated. The blog post also has additional details in how to figure out uh, how long your system needs and if, of course, it has all the updates. And this, of course, is only partially a function of how long it takes to actually download the updates, that's part of it, but also how frequently it essentially uh, checks and how long it then needs to complete the process. And we got more uh, vulnerabilities in UEFI bias uh, products. Uh, well, actually, 19 that are considered uh, severe. Inside a security company uh, did come up with these vulnerabilities and has notified vendors, of course, based on the number of uh, vulnerabilities and also the amount of code being shared here between different UEFI implementations, uh, pretty much any vendor out there is somehow affected by these vulnerabilities. Worst case, these vulnerabilities could be used to alter the bias and essentially install bias rootkits. As an end user, well, wait for the respective bias updates from your vendors. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow.